Hi everyone, my name is Gabriel and this is the Hour of the Raven, your channel for everything Ravenloft, RPG, Dungeons and Dragons and Horror. Today we are going to unravel the secrets of ghosts, the haunting spirits that find no rest beyond the grave. Although ghosts are classic monsters of Dungeons and Dragons, in the Ravenloft campaign setting these creatures have received a lot of attention and development in order to become unique and complex adversaries. The main book with information about these creatures is Von Richten's Guide to Ghosts, an in-depth study of the ghosts that return from the grave to haunt the living in a series of tomes about the horrors that dwell in the land of the mists. The present video will not be focused on game mechanics, but will be directly inspired by the old books about these creatures in Ravenloft, mainly in the second edition of Dungeons and Dragons. If you play the fifth edition, you see that there are some differences in the approach of ghosts, but this video can be a source of information or even inspiration for creating new and more dangerous villains and enemies to your campaign. In this video, we will discuss the origins of this incorporeal undead, as well as the different characteristics and typology of its served and categorized by occult scholars. Are you ready? As we travel away from the lands of modern, to the realm of Demolu. We study one of the books of the vanished monster hunter Dr. Rudolf von Richten to better understand what moves the restless spirits that haunt the lands of the mists in torment. In all cultures of the world, we can find legends and myths about ghosts, spirits of the dead that find no rest in the afterlife and return to haunt the living. These restless spirits are macabre symbols of our mortality and a portrait of human yearnings, expectations and fears about death and the existence of an afterlife. The universal appeal of ghosts and the allure of the supernatural are strong narrative elements in Gothic literature. The original source of inspiration for the Ravenloft camping setting. The manifestations of spirits have many representations around the different cultures of our world, and the myths, folklore, and legends that deal with ghosts and hauntings are quite diverse. Although the ghosts of the Ravenloft camping setting and the setting itself, are mainly inspired by elements of European mythology and culture. The Van Richten's Guide to Ghosts seeks to categorize the different types of spectral manifestations and classify them according to their power, origin, form and spiritual anchors. But what are the ghosts' apparitions and hauntings in the Ravenloft camping setting? And why these spirits return from death? finding no rest in the afterlife. When writing about ghosts in his book, Dr. Rudolf von Richten does not limit his studies to the creature described as ghost in the monster manual, but makes an in-depth study of the most diverse spectral manifestations. Thus, when we use the term ghost in this video, we are not referring only to the incorporeal undead described as such in the monster manual 
but to all kinds of spectral undead and haunted spirits. Some undead creatures gain power through contact with negative or positive energies, arcane secrets or unholy divine manifestations, and over time become increasingly powerful and dangerous monsters. However, ghosts are creatures whose condition is defined at the exact moment of their death and transition to undeath, by the force of the karmic energies involved in their creation. In many ways, these undead are the ones that best represent the stagnation and despair of undeath, eternally trapped in a cyclical torment, generated by the strong emotions involved at the moment of their death. The energy that influences the creation and powers of a ghost is called karmic resonance. The moment of death, like the birth of a newborn, is an abrupt shock to the deceased, and the intensity of the tragedy, emotions and trauma of this moment can prevent the spirit from finding rest in the afterlife. The first and perhaps most important classification of spirits is their magnitude of power, which is directly influenced by the intensity of the karmic resonance at the time of their death. Ghosts are categorized by the scholar Rudolf von Richten in five different magnitudes of power. First magnitude ghosts are creatures animated as undead only by events of low intensity in karmic resonance, and as consequence are low power spectral manifestations. Some of them are pitiful creatures, incapable of altering their fate or even clearly interacting and interfering with their surroundings. An example of this type of apparition is the Loud Man of Lamordia, a spirit that sometimes appears to torment fishermen. The late fisherman talks endlessly about banal and trivial matters in a monotonous tone and scare away all kinds of fish. Those who are rude to him find their catch to rot quickly over the next few months. Second Magnitude Ghosts are more troublesome apparitions than first magnitude ghosts, and they usually have some strong emotion present at the time of their death. People who have died during an intense argument, or with an important project or work unfinished, may have enough emotion and karmic resonance to become second magnitude ghosts. These spirits carry some of this emotional intensity into the afterlife and can be easily angered. A third magnitude ghost is a terrifying opponent, strong enough to cause great harm and destruction to its enemies, and able to resist most attempts to turn and rebuke them. This type of haunting will certainly have a serious impact on the place of its haunting, and the karmic resonance necessary to create such spirits involves strong and intense emotions, usually associated with great emotional trauma at the time of death. Fourth magnitude ghosts are creatures of great power and demand deep emotional circumstances, trauma or obsession at the time of an individual's death. These spirits carry with them the intensity of these traumas and emotions and are usually heavily influenced by these emotions, becoming evil and vengeful entities. 
Luckily, these creatures are rare, and even experienced hunters like Dr. Rudolf von Richten claim to have encountered only half a dozen specters in this category over the course of their careers. Fifth magnitude ghosts are extremely rare, and only under unique circumstances can high-intensity karmic resonance converge to create such powerful undead. These creatures are practically indestructible, and the power of emotions that took them to this undead state is capable of granting great power to these evil entities. Perhaps one of the most terrifying examples of this ghost is Tristessa, the banshee that haunts the desolate lands of Kinin. In addition to the intensity of the karmic resonance, trauma and emotion involved in the moment of death and transformation, ghosts can also be classified according to the cause or intention present in their origins, which lead the spirit to the restlessness of undeath. The origin of a ghost can be due to a sudden and unexpected death, which can lead the spirit to not understand its death and passage to afterlife. These spirits sometimes stumbly refuse to believe they are dead, and what little remain of their sanity is shattered by this macabre discovery. One of the examples of this type of ghost is the Laughing Man of Valakan, a man who died from an arrow in the back while in the midst of an intense laughter. He did not understand the moment of his death, and to this day, his macabre laughter can be heard in the jungles where he haunts. Other ghosts have their origin marked by their obsession. Some are marked by their extreme dedication, such as artists who died before the completion of their masterpiece, or academics who died before completing their studies or deciphering some mystery. Others have their undead transformation marked by the sense of duty and stewardship, acting as guardians or sentries. This purpose can be noble or vile, depending on the nature of the haunting. Spirits may feel obligated to protect a loved one or defend their family's ancestral home or crypt against intruders, or perhaps they are greedy and avarice specters, protecting their accumulated riches in life. The origin of a ghost can also be categorized by the need of emotional satisfaction and resolution, driven by their desire for justice or revenge, depending on the nature of these individuals before their death. Ghosts in this category wish to repair wrongs or injustices that cause them great trauma at the time of their death. Ghosts that have their origin linked to the sense of justice usually manage to find peace in the afterlife, when they finally get some reparation or resolution that corrects the harm done to them, or at least punishes the culprits. On the other hand, spirits whose origins is linked to the desire of vengeance aim above all to cause harm and suffering to satisfy their evil desires against all those who arouse their need for revenge. There are some rare spirits that have their origin linked to family ties and the desire for reincarnation. These dangerous haunts 
return from the grave out of a strong desire to return to a living body, and usually work to the involuntary possession of the body of one of their blood descendants, who slowly succumbs to the advances of their ancestors. Some ghosts can have their origin classified as cursed, when external forces of the will of powerful supernatural entities act upon an individual's death, preventing him from reaching the eternal rest. These tragic spirits can be cursed by some dark power, by the curses cast by someone who has been offended by their actions or by the weight of their own crimes and sins. Finally, the last category regarding the origin of ghosts refers to dark pacts. Some individuals actively seek immortality or the power of the afterlife through nefarious deals and willingly transition into a ghostly existence as a reward for some unholy pact. Another category used by arcanists and occult researchers to classify hauntings is their physical consistency. Although popular imagination and myths refer to ghosts as insubstantial spectral creatures, research reveals that this is not always the case. Most spirits and hauntings can generally be categorized as incorporeal. These creatures are entirely insubstantial, and no solid objects or ordinary weapons are capable of touching or imprisoning these creatures. These spirits can pass through solid objects and even other living creatures, causing in their passage an unearthly cold and dark feeling of horror and despair. Some spirits can be classified as semi-corporeal. Despite maintaining substantial aspects of their spectral body, they manage to transmute part of their bodies as solid. This is the case with the dreaded Strangler of Gundarak whose victims felt the weight of his hand on their throats. Finally, there are some rare examples of corporeal ghosts. Such creatures usually appear as exact physical replicas of their bodies at their time of death, even repeating the tales of their clothing and general appearance. Despite their solid consistency, these creatures are ghostly emanations of deceased individuals and their true bodies can be found in their tombs and final death place, rotting away. Dr. Rudolf von Richten believes that these semi-corporeal or corporeal manifestations are not in fact solid bodies, but powerful manifestations of the will and control of these spirits, who use ghostly telekinetic forces to give substance to their spectral form. Perhaps. Every ghost can exist in these three different states, some of them just lacking the willpower and control over their spectral forms to change in their spectral consistency. Ghosts can also be categorized by their type of appearance, and experts go to great lengths to try to frame the most diverse and bizarre spectral shapes encountered. Ghosts categorized as vaporous in appearance are spirits that are incapable of assuming full humanoid form. Some of these spirits manifest only as a floating mist, which carries with it a cold and damp aura. Sometimes it is possible to discern in these vaporous forms 
aspects of these dormant spirits, discerning vague faces or limbs in their supernatural vapors. Spirits that are categorized as having spectral appearance often present themselves as floating points of light, like will of the wisps, and vary in color and intensity. Many associate the strength of this creature's brightness with their magnitude, as well as their colors with their emotional state, but there is no evidence to support such theories. A common fact in the appearance of spectral ghosts are reports of haunting sounds that accompany them, such as the sounds of bells, whistles, or humming. Perhaps the most common type of hauntings are those categorized in humanoid form, which fully or partially resemble the body they held as living. Although some specters in this category have very well delineated humanoid forms, some may have part of their body appearing as vaporous, as if they did not have the strength to fully manifest in their former humanoid form. The world of the spectral undead is not only populated by humanoid sentient creatures, and bestial-shaped ghosts prove that the horrors of the afterlife do not spare animal life. Legends and lore are full of accounts of these phantom beasts, such as spectral hounds in the swamps of Mordent, ghostly wolves that hunt in the forests of Karthakas, and supernatural mounts that still ride and haunt the roads. If men and beasts are susceptible to these undead transformations, ghosts can also be formed upon the death of monsters that inhabit the lands of the mists. Ghosts categorized as monstrous in appearance usually derive from terrifying supernatural creatures, which, upon their death, transform into even more dangerous and vicious enemies. One of the more unusual categories for the appearance of a ghost is the shape of an object. Sometimes an individual can be so attached and obsessed with a physical object that the karmic resonance of their death can not only transform an object into a spectral force, but also alter a spirit's form of manifestation to reflect that object. An example of this type of manifestation is the Phantom Axe of Gildabaran, an ancient dwarven family heirloom that became part of the ghost essence of a vengeful dwarf, whose own ghostly form presented itself as a terrifying spectral axe. The spirit's appearance can be further categorized as to its state of preservation. Most spirits are classified as preserved, when their appearance is found to accurately reflect the moment of their death. Thus, although they may appear as humanoid, it is possible to identify in their appearance fatal injuries, mutilations, and other marks of their death. While most preserve their appearance from the moment of their death, other specters are classified as corrupted, and their spectral form seems to reflect the current state of their decomposing body. As time passes, they become more and more disgusting until they become just a skeletal specter. The sight of these spirits is often horrible for those unfortunate enough to encounter them. Some rare specters 
have their appearance categorized as beatified. These spirits show an appearance of great beauty and innocence, as if death made them perfect, beautiful and pure. This appearance is commonly used by evil spirits to lure victims, enchanted by the sublime aspects of their spectral appearance. Finally, the last category of spectral appearance is classified as distorted. These ghosts have their form distorted to symbolize macabre aspects of their nature or insanity, and their forms are amalgamations of their appearance while alive and macabre distorted or symbolic aspects of their horrible scenes and madness. Another important category that ghosts can be classified into is their anchors. While it is not uncommon to find wandering ghosts, it is very common for restless spirits to have some form of anchor, an emotional bond that binds them to this torment existence. Anchored spirits can be classified according to the type of the bond that imprisons them. Relationship anchors connect the undead to a personal relationship that has great emotional significance for the ghost. They can represent relationships of duty, love, revenge, desire or any other myriad of emotions and relationships that connect two or more individuals. Although the presence of ghosts is generally frightening to the living, a ghost relationship to its anchor is not always one of antagonism, and sometimes they may maintain symbiotic or even beneficial relationships with the haunted. Another type of anchor category is that of place. Some spirits are chained to specific locations, which they cannot leave or refuse to. The emotional reasons for this link can be diverse and represent pride, duty, fear, greed, or even reveal that the spirit clings to familiar places after the traumatic passage to the afterlife. There are countless reports of mansions, crypts, prisons, or ships that guard resident spirits, perhaps still feeding from the source of the karmic resonance of the moment of their deaths in these locations. Finally, item anchors present the last type of this category. Ghosts are sometimes chained to a single object, usually something of great significance and emotional value to these spirits while they were alive. Family heirlooms, prized weapons, works of art, or mementos of loved ones sometimes become the focus of this ghost's karmic resonance, chaining them to their presence. The last category by which ghosts can be classified is their triggers. Not all spectral undead are linked to triggers, and some exist as constant permanent hauntings. Others, however, only have the strength to manifest their existence when some temporal trigger awakens their willpower or amplify the karmic resonance that brought them to this haunted state. Among the spirits that respond to triggers, the first category is that of ghosts that respond to time triggers. These ghosts remain dormant or in hibernation until the passage of time brings them back into activity. Among this type of haunting, there are examples of apparitions that only haunt on full moon nights, 
of vengeful spirits that only return after decades to take revenge on different generations of their enemies. Action triggers are the second type of this category. These ghosts only gather enough karmic resonance to manifest their willpower and spectral form when some action is performed by others. This type of trigger is very common in guardian spirits who defend their crypts or the ancestral home of their family, and which only manifest themselves when intruders or threats to their interests are present. Finally, the last type of trigger is the cyclic. Ghosts of this category are figures worthy of pity, as the trauma of their death has imprisoned them in a cycle of eternal repetition. Examples of these ghosts can be found in urban legends of most cities. A spectral monk who walks alone to the monastery countryyard. A ghostly child who moves toys alone in an attic. Or the shadowy widow who can repeatedly be seen before the grave of her lover. Most of the time, these ghosts are harmless and pose no real danger if left alone to repeat their torments but some can cyclically repeat violent and cruel actions. These categories and classifications about ghosts are more than academic theories. Understanding the nature of these horrors is an essential knowledge for those who want to hunt down, confront and destroy these supernatural threats. Join us, subscribe to this channel and turn on notifications. As we travel to the lands of Demolu, we will continue our research about ghosts and discover their powers and weaknesses, and most importantly, how to hunt and destroy them.